the Health, Wealth and Anything Else podcast, where we help you invest in your financial, physical and mental health so you can live an unlimited life. Hey guys, welcome back to another week, another episode. Hopefully you all had a a good week this week, ready to listen again to whatever is coming your way. There's a lot happened this week, it's been a busy week, a lot in the crypto world, so I'm going to try and cover all those things. Uh, as best I can, uh, and then we'll talk about some other bits as well. So, first thing I'll start with is is today the NFP numbers, which is that's the non-farm payroll, which is basically jobs data in the US. So that was released this week, and the numbers came back actually well above what was expected. I think it looked like double what they were expecting. So that means that job numbers have gone up in the US coming a lot higher, which some people mistakenly thought that was a good thing. But in the situation that we're in, that is not a good thing. So the reason why is because the markets at the moment are being squeezed because the Fed has stopped quantitative easing, which is that's where they print money. So they're printing money, handing more money out. There's more money going into the system, um, into the market, it's more liquid. Now they've stopped that. So now money's coming out of the market and they're doing quantitative tightening, which is draining the markets of liquidity. So that is why everything is going down and we need the money printed to come back in to help the market. There's only the only way that they will pivot and to stop raising the interest. Oh, that's the other thing they're doing, of course, is raising the interest rates, which is also squeezing everything. But the only way they'll stop doing that is if they see three things. Uh, the first is inflation dropping. So obviously, as we know, inflation has been going mental so far this year. That's what they're raising interest rates for, to try and combat that. At the moment, inflation hasn't started dropping. We've got the CPR numbers come out, I think, Wednesday. I think this coming Wednesday, they come out. So we'll see where that's at. It, it, it might have, you know, slowed down, might start dropping, but they're going to need to see it dropping quite a bit before they change. Also, they're going to need to see growth slow down in the economy and everything. They're going to need to see that kind of starting to drop quite a bit before they decide to change. And the last thing they need to see is employment dropping. So they're the things that they care about enough to stop trying to bring inflation down and to stop raising interest rates and to go back to printing money. So the employment one is a big one because that is the thing they care about. If if everyone's got jobs and the economy's you know not completely diving down, then they're going to see no reason to stop raising interest rates and tightening them. So it's not actually a good thing that the employment rates have gone up that the jobs have gone up because we need to see that coming down before they will pivot and change. So it's not a good thing. But I mean, I'm not expecting them to change for quite a while yet anyway. So it doesn't, uh, it's not like it was a surprise. Well, I suppose it was maybe a surprise it was so much higher, but not a surprise that they're not going to be changing anytime soon. But if you actually look into the numbers, um, more than just the overall figure they've given, the vast majority of the new jobs that were created were part-time jobs and multiple jobs. So 
obviously part-time is obviously what it is and multiple meaning where it's a second job for someone so someone's got a job and then they've taken on a second job so basically what that kind of shows is that people are struggling already so they're really feeling it and the you know the rising inflation the cost of living everything's going up wages are not going up and people are struggling to make ends meet so people are taking on second jobs or if we're one person in the family maybe the, the man is working the woman doesn't work she's now had to go get a part-time job so it's when you look into it it still paints a pretty bad picture some people might look overall and think oh jobs have gone up everything things must be changing the economy must be getting better it's not so really we're on the very edge of it probably completely dropping off a cliff people have had to take out all these extra jobs and whatever to try and make ends meet and at some point very soon as everything squeezes suddenly the jobs are just going to run out there's not going to be the new jobs and big companies that have overextended themselves with all the money printing are going to have to start cutting back to try and save money and try and protect themselves and then jobs are going to start falling and you know if you've got a load of full-time jobs disappearing being released replaced by part-time jobs that is a lot less income for for families so i'm pretty sure that within the next uh one or two probably announcements of the non-farm payroll we're probably going to see it starting to drop back and over the next couple we could maybe see it drop pretty rapidly i think which is gonna just add to everything but in terms of the fed pivoting from the those things i I think that employment and growth will start to is probably going to start to go down in the very near future but inflation may be too inflation might be about to peak sort of peaked it's hard to tell but i still think that i mean we're going to be a good way into next year if not like a whole year's time i feel before they're going to start printing money again i don't know We'll, we'll wait and see who knows what they'll do but I don't see it happening soon. So you know we're we're in this for a while. Say it's a it's a recession we're going into, and probably a pretty big one. So we'll see what they'll do. Whether they'll change anything. The the Bank of England announced again this week they're raising interest rates again to try and combat inflation, and they've actually predicted, which obviously in the US they actually, I mean this is bad, very bad, and kind of just shows how uh, easy it is to control people, especially with the internet. I'm pretty sure I didn't mention this last week. I hope I didn't. If I did, I'm just repeating it. But they actually changed the definition of what a recession is on Wikipedia and then locked the page so no one can edit it. So originally a recession was two quarters of, of negative GDP was classed as a recession. And the us hit that with this quarter's announcement it it was negative again so they would have hit recession but before just before that they changed the definition on wikipedia so that it wouldn't officially class as a recession which just highlights the dangers of how easy it is to control people nowadays with the internet so people people think that the internet is a good thing which it can be it, it can be a good thing but it's also a very dangerous thing because 
whoever controls the internet essentially controls the power, controls the knowledge, because things like that, you know, we know that a recession is two quarter, two quarters of negative growth. But now they've changed the definition of Wikipedia, you know, with, with Google and whatever, they can censor anything that says different. And, you know, in a year's time when younger people were interested in this stuff and they go on the internet and research it, if you tell them that it's two quarters of negative growth, they're going to say, well, no, it's not. I've Googled it on the internet, Wikipedia, whatever, tells me that it's not that. So they're basically changing reality, which they can do with lots of stuff. And they've done that a lot of times over the last couple of years with stuff. They've changed the definition of what a vaccination is and stuff like that just to make their, their agenda fit with it. So you've got to be careful. Uh, I think to find the truth on the internet now, you've got to actually look quite hard. If you just go and Google something, you're going to see what they want you to see you're not going to see what the actual truth is you've got to you've got to dig quite far to actually find the truth out on the internet nowadays which is pretty scary when you think about it really because especially the the younger generations that are coming and they're growing up on stuff like the internet and all the technology and and they're going to take as fact what they see on the internet because that to them is the source of all knowledge so if someone controls the internet and they change it, they can essentially change history, which you know is stuff that's happened a lot in the past too. Without the internet, people will still change history, but it's going to be a lot easier to do it now. And I actually see some stuff on Twitter this week about physical, um, what's even the word? It's not even products, but you know, physical things like books and even like CDs or whatever, like older things with information on like that. Just it's it's dying out obviously which we know but it's you know people are just getting rid of all that stuff as well and if that continues to happen soon all you'll be left with is online and digital stuff which can very easily be controlled and manipulated so it's not such a good thing to be getting rid of all physical products it's good to keep them and that is you know you can say you've got a, a book on economy and whatever that was written you know five ten years ago highlight and everything then you could show someone like, look this is what it used to be here's the definition of recession but if that book's gone and you try and google in to find that book you're probably not gonna find it and you're gonna have to accept that the definition now of a recession is is different so that i think is basically that covered so not really any change from that announcement except for it, it really is a negative thing because obviously we've been having a relief rally kind of the last week or so it's i mean we're still in a position where we potentially could push on a bit but we obviously have the the cpi is coming up on i think wednesday so that's always something to watch out for we'll probably have some kind of reaction off that and you know if we get a good reaction then potentially we could continue with relief because i think that from from wednesday which is i think the 10th up until the end of the month, there's it's basically free and open. So if we were to react well off it, we've got a couple of weeks without any real negative factors, unless something happens that's not, you know, you can always get any kind of thing happen to affect it negatively in the news or whatever. But overall, if we could come out of that positively, we could continue, but really potentially, but we'll see what it is. And it's hard to tell because... Obviously, last month, the CPI came out as higher and we actually um, we actually then 
went up the markets that they kind of dipped on the announcement but then responded well and we pushed on up from that so cpi coming up higher you would think would be a bad thing but last time we kind of responded well to that this time this you know who knows what's going to happen it could come in lower and potentially could react negatively off that so we'll wait and see i always like to just wait and see how we react from it before i make decisions on trades and things like that because in fact the the last i've been kind of tracking the um the last couple of events and seeing how we respond and the, the last two we've actually reversed the trend um from the cpi so obviously at the moment we're coming in on a positive trend so if it was to copy the last two which it's, it's not guaranteed to it doesn't mean definitely will but if it was to copy them then we, we would possibly switch into a downtrend but we'll see it's not guaranteed I'm, I'm just kind of tracking them and trying to see if there's any kind of pattern with them how to play them but the last two we have kind of reversed the trends but we'll see see what happens but if, if it's positive then we could rally even higher maybe we, we, it's pushed up to like 20 we were at 24 for a bit back down to around 22 23 it's kind of held at 22 so if we could get out of the cpi okay potentially we could head up towards maybe 28 but you know at the moment it's it's very hard to make prediction until after the cpi once we hit that we might have a better idea of where we're going with that but don't expect any movement from the fed anytime soon now there's been another couple of things happen within crypto this week some good, some bad. Well, mostly bad, but the <laughs> a kind of good in terms of the adoption side is that Gucci have actually announced that they're accepting ApeCoin in stores. So ApeCoin, if you don't know what ApeCoin is, it's the currency of Bored Ape Yacht Club. So you've probably heard of them. They're one of the most famous NFT collections. And recently, uh, well, months, I suppose it's months ago, they released the coin, ApeCoin, which went pretty nuts at first it's it's kind of uh chilled out a bit more now but gucci are accepting it so it's another step forward in in adoption for that but the other news mainly kind of negative so we had another bridge hack so i've talked about these before there's been a fair few uh, uh this has got to be the third or fourth this year i think for i think 190 million i think that's what they said that was the figure i saw hacked from it um it was the nomad cross chain bridge but they said before the br bridges are i don't in fact i've never actually used a bridge because i never had reason to and now i definitely wouldn't use one because they are just a weak point like we've, uh, we've talked before about how the the blockchain itself can't be hacked obviously people can get their wallets compromised and they can interact with something that will drain their wallet and whatever the things can happen mostly personal error but bridges are just such a weak point they've been attacked so many times and so much money taken and i just wouldn't trust them they're just they're clearly a very big weak point hackers clearly know that and they're they're attacking them although on saying that i mean they are a weak point i would avoid them but i did see some kind of talk about the fact that it was more of an exploit than a hack and the difference between that is a hack is just you know some genius has hacked in 
solar mine, there's nothing you could have done about it. Whereas an exploit is that you either intentionally or unintentionally left some kind of loophole weakness that could be exploited in your code, which means that you're then partially responsible as in whoever made the bridge. So they always use the word hack instead of exploit because it kind of dissolves them of responsibility. But I did see some people talking about it, saying it's more of an exploit and potentially could have been intentional with a lot of these things. You know, the a lot of the, the devs that have made stuff like this are Anons, so you don't know who they are. And they, you know, people could have written in code that would allow them to, you know, in the future, just completely drain it at some point, disappear with the money. You know, people do do that. It's a, you know, it's a cruel world. It's harsh, but that does happen. Potentially, that could be. I'm not saying they did do it. I haven't looked into it that much, but it, it was more of an exploit than a hack. So there was a weakness. There was an opening, something that could be, something in the code that could be exploited and it was so whether that was them or an outside team not sure but just avoid bridges is what i would say just avoid them it's not worth it and that is why as well going forward especially to this next ball run chains that can interact without the need of a bridge i think are probably going to do well so there are a couple already that can do it um i'm pretty sure cosmos is one i might have spoke about that before but there's chains which are coming, which are kind of built on top of other blockchains and you can interact between them without need of a bridge. And that I think will be big going forward because bridges are very soon going to be redundant. I'm kind of confused that they're not already the amount of exploits there's been. Why would you still be using one? So chains that can do that, that can easily interact across chains, no need for a bridge, keeping on the blockchain. <clears throat> that is probably going to be big going forwards for security concerns because you don't need bridge. So, I, I, as I say, I haven't looked massively into it, but I know there are some, and that is something that I will look at before the next bull run because there's a good chance that they will do well. And there's a good chance that between now and the next bull run, there could be a new chain launched which maybe specializes in doing that, and that will probably do well. So, I'll keep an eye out for that. Now, the other thing that happened, which was I don't want to say interesting because that kind of sounds a bit sick towards people who've lost money in this. Not interesting because it's it's terrible for the people that have lost money. But, you know, kind of interesting in a way that there was an attack on Solana, but not on the Solana blockchain. It was basically wallets on Solana. And people weren't so sure for a little while exactly what was happening because wallets were being drained of Solana. But... Oh, well, Sol, which is the, the coin of Solana. They And people weren't so sure because a lot of these wallets, I saw a lot of people on Twitter talking about it, and, and they were saying that they hadn't interacted with any dApps or anything recently. They didn't have any access up for anything. And people were trying to work out how they were being drained. But I think in the end, it was kind of figured out that it was a, a wallet application or a, no, a mobile wallet called slope and it seems that that was the issue that somehow again it seems like some kind of exploit i don't know there could have been inside information i'm not sure but it, it basically seemed like people's wallet phrases were actually being stolen 
and that was being used to get into their wallet and drain them which is pretty bad because you know your 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 wallet passphrase is the thing that keeps it safe that no no one's going to be able to get in because there's no way they're going to be able to get that you've got it written down safely and that's the only way you can recover your wallet if you lose it so that's kind of something you think of as your security to your wallet by that someone could be taking that that's pretty scary but it seemed to have been saying with that just that particular wallet something in the code and some way they were able to do it and to get passphrases for people's wallets and uh, drain them so i don't know that to me I, I i don't know all the tech or understand it but for that to be able to happen to a wallet a mobile wallet application kind of feels to me like potentially there could be inside um inside involvement in that because that shouldn't be able to happen they should be secure either inside involvement or they were sloppy when they made it and they've left some kind of hole but you know terrible for the people who've lost their money i think it was around eight million maybe taken and and this this kind of happened in live time this one which is another thing that was kind of interesting about it you know it, it started happening and people noticed it and they were kind of tweeting but it was it was still kind of going on it wasn't like uh some of the hacks is kind of just bam it's done and gone this was kind of happening over time it was the first time i sort of woke up in the morning and saw it it was about that so obviously on the blockchain everything's there you can see it so they could actually see the wallet that was stealing all the funds obviously there's there's not anything you can do about it at the moment it's just on the blockchain but you know it was about two million when i first got up and sort of saw it then it went up to kind of five million was heading up to kind of eight so there's probably people that weren't that were asleep or weren't uh, on their phone and hadn't seen it and their wallet was probably wait first they were probably fine and then like a couple hours later their wallet probably got hit and if only they'd seen it happening earlier they could have removed their funds or something and, and been okay so it was kind of weird how it happened slowly over time like they must have don't know written some kind of application and code that was just basically going through taking the passphrases finding ones that had solana in and just draining it so you know it was pretty in depth somebody well obviously to do something like that you've got to know what you're doing but clearly they did and again kind of feel like there could have been inside info but obviously i can't accuse anyone i don't even know who made the slope wallet i'd never heard of it before then to be honest i haven't heard of it i haven't really done anything on solana so that is just another thing that happened and was a negative because you don't want things like that happening but it is another thing that again like i said with bridges you know there's these hacks whatever avoid bridges you don't you don't really need to use a bridge i feel like okay obviously there are needs for it because that's why they exist you want to move stuff across chain but is there that much of a need for it is there is that the only way to do it i don't know you there's ways around it or do you really need to swap it from one chain to another like you don't have to use a bridge there's ways around it and then with the wallet you can use a ledger you can use cold storage wallets to keep it safer so you know if you if you don't trust mobile wallets anymore keep it in your ledger keep it safe you need to keep control of your money and like we said in a bear market it's all about just protecting your money protect that money be careful with it that's what you need to do and if you can follow that hopefully you'll still be around in a year or so's time ready flexible market and we can make some big money but obviously if in the meantime you lose all your money then you know you're out the game so make sure that you look after it and just be careful don't 
don't take big risks. It's not the time for big risks. You know, you take more risks in a in a bull market where it's looking good. A bear market, you don't want to take risks. You want to look after it, keep it safe. Right, I think that wraps up crypto for this week. Sure, there'll be more happening next week. We'll kind of cover what happens with the CPI next week. We'll see how that goes this week. Could be interesting. So let's move on to other other subjects. So one thing I want to mention is this week I was at work. I had the radio on and I actually heard the radio presenter saying this, which just made me laugh, but at the same time made me really think about it because it's just pretty ridiculous. She, um, I can't remember what it was. She was talking. She said, oh, she forgot about saying, she said, oh, I'm such a Gemini. It does my head in sometimes because she forgot about something like I'm such a jet. Like she thinks that what her star sign means that she's forgetful and that that's just uh, I can't do anything about it. I'm just a Gemini, which is just ridiculous. But you do hear people say things like that. And oh, I'm trying to think of others, but there's, there's one that said, oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm moody, but I'm a whatever. I don't even know. It's like a Capricorn something. And, and people just use it as an excuse. Like, don't don't be ridiculous. It's it's nothing to do with that. And it's just it's just a form of cope and an excuse for stuff. Like oh, <clears throat> moody all the time. Oh, it's because of my star sign. So I don't need to make any effort to change being moody. That's how I am. I don't like that's just rubbish in general. I I hear that from people a lot. Like, oh, that's you know that's oh that's just how I am. I'm just this either because of my star sign or they just say that's oh that's just the way I am. Which is a load of rubbish because you can you can change anything, you you can change whatever you need to. Like I'm I'm not a morning person, okay. I don't like early mornings. I've never been one for that. Some people literally they'll just you know like I don't know whatever six o'clock half five just bam awake, ready, you know full of energy ready for the day. I've never been like that. That I'm not a, a super early morning person. It's not easy for me, but. I'm not going to just uh, say that, well, I'm not a morning person, so I can't get up. So recently I've been starting a new exercise regime or whatever you want to call it. So I, I, I just get up a bit earlier in the morning to do it. I've, I've never really done exercise in the mornings, except for um, when I was marathon training because I've ran a marathon. You know, just want to put that in there. They ran a marathon. Me and Ryan did a marathon, which, uh, you know, we don't like to talk about, but we did do a marathon. And you know what? The, the hardest part about the marathon really was the training. Running the actual marathon wasn't so bad. Training was hard. I used to get up in the morning and do it. It was like, I remember when we first started, I think the marathon was in like May. So we started in January with our training. We did like a four-month training plan. And it was freezing. It was like snowy, icy on the roads. We were like running in at like six in the morning on the roads, just trying not to fall over. So it was hard. But we we did it. The actual marathon weren't too bad. It, it was the the training was a lot harder but you know what the thing that we found most annoying about it was afterwards whenever it comes i don't you know i don't obviously i i did mention it now but i don't you know i don't go around saying to everyone hey i run a marathon but if it ever comes up in conversation or someone else saying and you say oh yeah i did a marathon they say oh what what, what did you do I say oh it was the milton Keynes marathon and that's what we did is place near where we live milton Keynes. did the marathon there and they say and it, and this is like Probably at least 90% of the people will respond like this. Say, oh, yeah, we did the Milton Keynes one. They'll respond with, oh, how long's that one? Like, what, what do you mean, how long is that one? A marathon is a marathon. 
Like if, if, if you're not running 26.2 miles, it is not a marathon and it cannot be called a marathon. People are that thick that people think the London marathon is a marathon everywhere else. Like, you know, they call it a marathon. It's just like half, half distance or some stupid thing like that. I do find that annoying. People are stupid. Like a marathon's a marathon. Look it up. Find out where a mar marathon came from. And you can see it's got to be a set distance. Anyway, moving on from that. That was hard. What was I talking about? Morning person. Yes. So uh, I've never been one to really get up early, work out in the morning. You know, I would get up sort of just, you know, as late as I can to have time to get ready, get to work. But now I wake up. So I used, I used to, I get up about seven. I mean, I've got young kids. You can't lie in. And I've got to get to work. So normally I get up about seven, get ready, get out. But now it's only, I mean, it's only half an hour early. It's not a big difference. I get up half six now and do my exercise first. And it's all right. I've been doing it for a good few weeks and it's all right. It feels good. I enjoy doing it. It's not that hard. But I could have just said to myself, well, I'm just not a morning person, so I can't do it. And I, and I could have just said, no, you know, it'd be nice to do that, but I'm not a morning person. I can't do it. I'll try and fit it in later when I haven't really got time and I'm tired at the end of the day. I probably might end up not doing it sometimes. But you don't have to just accept. Like just say, oh, no, I just am a moody person. No, change it then. Say, oh, I'm just a, I'm just an over, overthink. Now, that's a good one. I'm just an overthinker. Stop it then. Like you don't have to stay as that. There's always ways to change. You might say, oh, how do you stop overthinking? You just stop overthinking. You keep If you keep yourself busy, trust me, if there's, and there's lots of people that do this to overthink. And, you know, now and again, I'll do it about stuff sometimes too. But... Trust me, if you are busy, if you if you are so busy doing stuff throughout your day, getting stuff done, I can guarantee you that you will not be overthinking stuff. Okay, you overthink stuff when your brain has got nothing to do and it runs crazy. So if you keep yourself active doing stuff, you won't overthink. So you can change anything. So don't ever say like, oh, I'm just I'm just whatever. That's the way I am or throw in a oh because I'm a Gemini or something stupid, whatever it is. So don't use that. That's just an excuse for just it's it's another excuse for being lazy, like a get out of jail card. Ah, oh, I can't help it. I'm just a Gemini. Like, no, you can help it. You can easily help it. You can put some effort in and change it and stop being lazy. Which I mean, lazy is something I seem to <laughs> I seem to mention every week, but it it's just so true. As a society overall, we've become so, so lazy. It's unbelievable. So let's look at an example of in the animal kingdom, okay? So every single morning, doesn't matter what kind of day it's been before, doesn't matter what kind of night it was, every single day, the gazelle is gonna wake up and know that it has to outrun the lion today or it will get eaten every single day it can't wake up and think you know what i'm a bit tired today i won't do it today i'll do it tomorrow like it, it does it it's survival and the same way the lion will wake up every morning regardless of what happened the day before and know right today i have to run faster than the gazelle i have to catch it or we're going to starve to death and again there's no like oh yeah i'll do it i'll do it tomorrow it's a lazy day today although lions are Quite lazy they sleep most the time but anyway it can't have a lazy day it's just about surviving you have to survive survival of the fittest and it used to be originally it was the same for humans so if you think back to early days of humans 
it was the same. So as a human back then, it didn't matter how you felt. It didn't matter how the day before went. It didn't matter if you had no sleep. Every day you had to get up, do what needs to be done if you wanted to survive. Had to get out and hunt or scavenge for some food to eat to keep you going. Otherwise you're going to starve to death. And, and you know, you could have gone a couple of days previous without finding any food. You can't just give up and have a day off. You need to find that food as soon as you can. You need to find some kind of shelter, build some kind of little house or hut or some kind of shelter. You're going to be probably fighting off wild animals. You, you know, they could attack you, your family if you've got them or whatever. You need to probably other humans or tribes or whatever probably going to attack you as well. You've got to fight them off. You want to try and have a family as well at the same time so you know find a, a female have kids raise them so they can help you and be part of your tribe and grow it and whatever and it was you know every day would be a battle to survive every day would be a fight there wouldn't be lazy days there wouldn't have been any weak or lazy people back then but if they were they would have died out anyway it's survival of the fittest natural selection which is what happens in the animal world but as humans as we've you know, gone over time and we've advanced, we have removed natural selection from human life. So it doesn't exist anymore, which is why we have so many people that are just lazy, just like leeches to society. Because in the natural world, they would not survive. So if you decided to be lazy, you'd be gone. You wouldn't make it. Or you'd very soon decide, actually, I can't be lazy like this. I need to do the work and I need to survive. And that's what it was back in the day, a long time ago. But we've just, we've removed it. We, we, we've we got rid of it. There's no natural selection. There's no survival of the fittest in humans anymore. You can be the weakest, laziest person alive and you will still get through life and probably be able to even reproduce and create more people in that image of lazy and not doing anything so it's not a good thing really it's a bad thing that we have obviously you know the, the fact that you could say it's a good thing that people are able to get through life without having to be strong and whatever you could say oh that's good otherwise we won't just want people dying off or whatever but to honest, it, I don't know that it is that good a thing. I'm not saying kill lazy people, of course. What I'm saying is it's probably would have been a good thing if we'd never reached that point of getting rid of natural selection because we would all stay fit and healthy. Even, you only have to even go back, say, 50, 60 years or so to see the difference in the health and fitness of people. It 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 was so different back then. People, it was, it was the norm to just be fit and healthy not everyone but it, it was the norm really to be fit and healthy people who were people who were fat and unhealthy or obese whatever it was they were the odd one out so they would stand out whereas now it's becoming the norm in fact the i saw something this week about apparently in, in the u.s adult population they reckon it's about 70% of adults in the US classed as obese or overweight. 70%. That is ridiculous. That is just crazy. 
that many people obese or overweight. It's just, it's unbelievable. And really, to be honest, the um, the whole, the, the diets and people's health going downhill this really started around the same time that the government started trying to tell everyone what to eat. So that, that was that was definitely a bad thing. Back in the day, people would eat what they need to eat to be healthy. Now, then the government started telling them. And um, one of the things that completely um, really was a sign of that happening was the food pyramid. <clears throat> I don't know if you know that. If you probably, when I was at school, I remember being taught about the food pyramid. And that is, if you know about nutrition and health and stuff, you know that the food pyramid is just ridiculous. It makes no sense. That it's basically based on, I'll, I'll probably, on another one, I'll probably talk about it more in depth. I, I wasn't planning to today. But it basically, they're telling you to basically base your entire diet off carbs. That's what the food pyramid has at the bottom and, and then goes up and whatever we'll look into but like that is not what you want to base your diet on carbs that is that is not you don't want carbs to be the majority of your diet people think about oh carbs give you energy and whatever which you know yes they do but you don't you get energy from other things it doesn't have to be carbs and they're basically sugars and you do not want that as the majority of your diet so that kind of was a sign of things really going downhill and obviously again as i always say when i'm talking about things like this People think, oh, you know, how, why did they, like, how did they get it so wrong? Why did they think that was good? And the answer is that they didn't get it wrong. It's everything is deliberate. So, you you know, you're trying to tell me that they've got top experts in on nutrition and health and they've actually thought that that's a good idea. No, they haven't. Trust me, the people that, that, kind of wrote that brought that about brought it in i guarantee you that that's not their diet guarantee you stuff's done deliberately it's done on purpose terrible diet gives people keeps people they're going to be weak they're going to be unhealthy it's going to contribute to being lazy and and they're going to need all the health service drug companies all the medicines medication and whatever they're going to be customers and that's what they want so that's what people are they're weak they're fat they're lazy and they're just happy to be a a nine-to-five worker job be a slave to the system and not really go anywhere in life not do anything with their life and that's exactly what they want nice just do as you're told ain't got any motivation to do anything different lazy easily controlled all good <clears throat> that's what they want so that's what they did it for so they didn't they didn't get it wrong it wasn't like oh no we made a mistake we did it wrong it was absolutely deliberate to get people to that stage of being fat and being obese and unhealthy and kind of on that on that subject just the the whole i i, I see some stuff about it again this week so i'm just going to talk a bit um the whole kind of body positivity movement is not a good thing in my opinion so and and this isn't just um i'm talking about it today in relation to weight but in it applies to everything really because it's kind of it kind of comes under the whole you're fine as you 
you know, you don't need to change. You'll find as you, you're perfect the way you are. Love yourself as you are. All of that rubbish. So it, it doesn't just apply to weight. There's other things. Like I spoke about before with people using an excuse. Oh, I'm just, I'm just moody. That's how I am. I'm just this. And people say, no, that's fine. That's how you are. You know, someone, you know, someone will love you for what you are. You should be happy with what you are. No, that's that's terrible, terrible advice. Okay, they're trying to take away any motivation of you to want to change yourself. Wanting to change yourself and improve yourself is firstly a natural thing from if you get rid of all the rubbish years of programming we've had as humans, it's natural to want to improve yourself and keep getting better and to achieve new stuff. So it, it's and it's good. It's good for you. Why would you not want to improve yourself? Like think about it. People are like, oh no, you shouldn't want to change who you are. That's who you are. You should be happy to stay. Is it why? Why? I'm not happy to stay as I am. I want to change. I want to keep improving. Why is that a negative thing? It's seen as a negative thing. So the whole body positivity is not a good thing. Like they're trying to just say that it's okay to be obese and fat and unhealthy. Like it's not okay. You're killing yourself. You're literally poisoning your body and killing yourself. You're shortening your life. You're lowering the enjoyment of your life because there's gonna be lots of things that you're not even gonna be able to do and it's also gonna have a big mental effect on you even if you say you're happy with being fat your terrible diet is going to affect you mentally so it's not a good thing like telling people that that's okay is you you might think that you're being a good person doing that because that's what they try and paint it as you know you're a good person because you don't judge someone for their body you're not telling them that they shouldn't be like that. And that makes you a good person. But it doesn't make you a good person. It's virtue signaling. It makes you look like you're a good person when you're not, you're not doing a good thing. So you, you don't want to do that. You don't want to get involved in that. Because really, we want people who are fat to want to change. Like that, that is what they should want. You should be encouraging them to be healthier. And I'm not saying go out and be horrible. I'm not saying like, abuse them for being fat but the fact that we tell them to accept themselves for being fat is not a good thing because it's super unhealthy and it's not good for them and then kids are growing up seeing it they've got models um on you know whatever it is like different shops and clothing and on the tv and they're using these big fat obese models and people are saying that's a good thing that is not a good thing that's a terrible thing okay when young kids growing up looking at that and you're thinking oh no it's, it's a good thing we're telling them it's okay to be like that no it's not okay to be like that and what you're telling them is that that's something they could aim for okay people have the whole thing with with models that oh you know we shouldn't have models that are in good shape and whatever because it's you know like unattainable goals it's you know it's set, building expectations too high in their heads but like why that's that's a terrible excuse i don't agree with that excuse at all Let's be honest, it's not actually hard to stay in shape. So it is not, first off, it's not unattainable at all. It's not unrealistic to try and be like that. Now, if I'm not talking about super, super skinny, I'm not talking about that because that's not healthy either. You don't want to be super skinny, you don't want to be super fat, you just want to be healthy, have a good physique, like athletic physique in the middle. That's what you want to be aiming at. Super thin is not healthy either. But having models with a good physique, is not negative for young girls because that gives them something to aim at. It's more girls than boys, but boys as well. It gives them something to aim at. And that is a good thing for them to aim at. If you constantly show 
show them people with good physiques that are healthy how is that negative it's not negative you stop and think about it it's not negative saying look this is what you should try and look like and then teach them how to do that okay it's not hard the problem is that on the diet that is kind of common nowadays it is quite hard i'll be honest if you eat how kind of most people eat now and with all the rubbish that's available and what's probably promoted on telly and on the adverts yeah you'll probably struggle to stay in good shape because the diet is absolutely terrible but if you have a healthy diet and you you only need to exercise like three times a week let's just say just exercise a couple times a week and eat well you can stay in shape especially when you're young when i was young i could affect absolutely anything i wanted and i wouldn't have gained weight literally anything because i was out doing stuff i was playing football i was running around i was always doing sports and literally i could eat anything and i wouldn't have got fat absolute anything i actually remember that when i was younger and me and ryan first started going gym and things like that and i really struggled to put on weight i was actually trying to put on some weight and i actually struggled with it because i was so active and i wasn't eating rubbish i was trying to eat healthy but put weight on it I actually found it hard back then so it's not hard to stay in shape especially at a young age so you just need to have the right nutrition and exercise and like i said you know if you're eating right two three times a week would be enough to keep you in shape i'm not saying everyone's got to walk around with six packs and you know absolute peak of physical fitness but it's not hard to just be in shape where you're not classed as fat and obese and the thing is that they're going to feel so much better like it's people try and paint this negative thing on it but no if you encourage them to be in shape if they even if they feel pressured that they should be in shape i don't see that that's a negative people need to learn to deal with pressure everything is so what's like um just wrapped in cotton wool nowadays we're too soft on people i don't like it we're so soft too scared oh don't want to upset someone's feelings oh no don't want to do that no like we need to toughen people up so a bit of pressure on someone there's nothing wrong with that people need to learn to deal with pressure because at the end of the day in life you're going to have pressure i don't care how protected your life is at some point when you get older probably and you're an adult dealing with your own life you're going to come under pressure and you see that nowadays a lot of people they completely collapse and fall apart have a crisis depression mental health whatever because they've been brought up with zero pressure on them absolute zero they've been just protected wrapped in cotton wool probably by their parents and whatever by society they've not had to deal with any pressure then they become an adult or young adult and suddenly bam all this pressure hits them and they just collapse so pressure on people is not a bad thing you need to learn to deal with pressure anything good it's going to come from pressure. If you want to be successful, you want to make yourself into anything, you're going to have to go through pressure and through hard times, deal with it, and then you will achieve stuff. You can't achieve without going through that. So pressure is not a bad thing. And like I say, I think giving them positive goals to aim for, some kind of pressure on them, but I'm not saying to abuse people, like, you know, people talk about fat shaming and stuff like that. Now, I'm, I'm not saying abuse people for being fat, and not at all you should treat again i don't you know i treat people the same i don't care what they are but i would absolutely encourage them to lose some weight if they were they were fat but you know you don't have to be 
um, horrible about it, but it's for their own good. That's the thing. You're not saying, oh, you need to lose weight because I'm offended that you're fat. You're not saying that. You're saying, look, you should probably lose weight for your own health. And to be honest, if they're not interested in that, then fine. I wouldn't uh, keep one of them because it's their choice, but absolutely they should be told. You know, nowadays, all they get is people saying, no, it's fine. It's fine that you're fat. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. It's fine. It's good to be fat. Accept being fat. Fat's the new cool thing to do. Be fat. Like, no, it's not. It's not good. But it is becoming the new thing. And that and that is worrying because it, it's really bad. I mean, the, the NHS as a whole is completely broken. You know, it's not even useful anymore, really. It's, it's completely broken. But with the amount of obesity increasing as well, like, it's going to completely collapse soon. I mean, I don't know how it hasn't already completely collapsed. It's pretty much at that point, but it's going to be a lot of weight on the health service, <laughs> literally a lot of weight. So one of the things as well that comes into play with this is herd mentality. Now, I see something really interesting a couple of weeks ago. It was just a, a video of a little experiment on herd mentality. And essentially what it was is basically uh, there was a load of people that were in on the experiment and then there was one person who wasn't. So it was in an elevator or a lift, elevator if you're in America, I suppose. And there was like, you know, the lift, it was a biggish lift, pretty full. There's maybe like 15 people in it. I don't know. So there's one person who's just a normal person. They're not in on it. They come in. You're watching on the security camera. They come in and they stand in there. And obviously in a lift, what do you do? You, you walk in, you stand, and you normally face out to the doors, don't you? So that's what they've done. Everyone else faced the back of the lift, just standing facing the back of the lift. So she's in a packed lift. And every other person is facing the back of the lift. She's facing the front. And you watch it, it goes up, comes to the next floor, the doors open, like someone walks out, someone else comes in. And again, they face the back as well. And she just starts, you see her just start. She's slightly kind of, check her phone, kind of half turns. They go to another floor, same thing. Some people leave, some people come, the new people are facing the back of the lift. And soon she ends up turning right round and she also is facing the back of the lift. Just because... It's like a sub kind of subconscious consciously as well. She would have she's seen everyone and she just thought, well, you know, everyone else is facing the back of the lift. So I should probably face the back of the lift, too. And that and that essentially is what herd mindset is, is that you see everyone else doing something. And whether you understand it, whether you think it's right or not, you just think, OK, you know, I should probably do that. And it used to be more of a positive thing. With when it comes to. Uh, fat and being overweight because when I was a kid growing up there was like there was like one fat kid at school like there wouldn't be hardly any fat kids and if they were they would you know they'd stand out you'd see them so that was like a herd mentality of most people were like you know they would have been thinking I don't want to be fat because I'll stand out no one else is fat whereas now it's like the opposite like everyone's fat now and then only a few people are in good shape so now people are thinking yeah I'll just be fat like everyone else like it's it it's now a negative thing on that herd mindset, but it can be used for a lot. It's very interesting that the the experiment I sort of herd mindset. I find stuff like that to do with psychology and and the mental side of things. I find that very interesting and how easily humans are manipulated like that. You know, people talk about animals. You know, like you know, people say about sheep just following stuff blindly and whatever. And the reality is that while we are more intelligent, humans are not actually that different. It's very easy to push people into it and you even see with things like i say that the what's gone on the last few years with all the, that rubbish with say masks so you know saying oh you got to wear a mask to go here there blah blah whatever and 
you know, there's lots of people that probably thought it was rubbish to wear a mask. They thought it's not actually going to do anything. It's clearly rubbish. Didn't want to, but they've just seen 90% of the other people wearing masks. So they just, uh, okay, I'll just wear a mask then. That's obviously the right thing to do. Everyone else is doing it. And it's the same kind of thing. So it can be used in lots of situations. If you can get the majority of people doing something, then more than likely, most other people are going to follow because most people are kind of weak-minded and they'll just say, well, everyone else is doing it, so I will too. So that's the way that we've got to where we are. In terms of, as well, nowadays, if you if you kind of, uh, whether it's with diet or health, if you come out with, if you talk to people about using natural methods, let's say it's with health and use natural methods instead of going to a doctor and using drugs, which you don't even have a clue what's in them. People will find that super, super weird and think you're some kind of weirdo hippie and be like, that stuff clearly doesn't work. Like, just get some proper medicine. And that is another herd mindset thing that obviously it works. It's natural. It's there. Every The human body, first off, is an amazing thing. It's, it's absolutely amazing. I mean, if you look into all the different way it works, it's amazing. The human body can completely and utterly heal itself from anything if given the right tools. And it just so happens that every single thing we would need to fix yourself and something is present on the earth, whether it's whatever it is, mostly from, from plants and other things like that where you can extract stuff from. And we have everything we need. So you go back hundreds, hundreds or thousands of years, that would be completely normal to you know oh you know found this natural method to fix this and people are like oh yeah that's great that's normal i'll use that to tell other people that was normal but now we've become so brainwashed into thinking that drugs are the only thing that can help you that people actually think that it's natural to put some drugs into your body to fix a problem that won't actually fix it will give you a ton of side effects you don't really know what's in the drugs you don't even know what the long-term effects are people think that's natural and people think that using a natural product to fix that same problem way easier with no side effects and actually fixing the problem is unnatural. And that's where we've got to. And it's sad. It's a sad state of affairs, really. It's the same with diet. You know, you eat a healthy diet. You say, I'm not going to eat all the stupid rubbish I'm given. I'm going to eat healthy. Um, I call, well, I say organic, but like Ryan has said about before, organics kind of used loosely and they can sell a lot of stuff called organic that's actually not very organic and healthy. So it's not so organic, but like, you know, grass fed meat and eggs and whatever. Um, and, and people will think that's weird. You know, you're going to look after your body. You're going to feed it what it was meant to be fed and be healthy. And, and people think that's weird and unnatural, whereas they think it's more natural to eat a diet of basically pure sugar all day. So it's very sad where we've got to, but it's that herd mindset. It's not, I don't really see it being changed because too many people think like that. So, you know, you can get people to change their mind. You know, I've, I've learned over time and I've changed my mind on lots of stuff and about diet. And so individual people can change their mind, but to change the minds of a majority of people, I think would be very hard because there's just too many people that think it and it's hard to change the mind of, of the herd. So it's going to be very difficult. But that's probably about uh, enough ranting for today from me. I would say my overall thing to take from the health part of this is that we should not accept being fat. Don't accept it. Don't try and encourage people. You don't even have to necessarily, 
go out and just try and be like, you need to change, you need to stop doing this, you need to lose weight. You could just stop kind of, what would you call it, like enabling. So stop saying to them that it's okay. You might be around someone who is overweight and whatever, and they might say to you, they might have said to you, oh, you know, do I, should I sort it out? Should I do this? Do I need to this? Someone, you know, they look like this, I don't. Just stop saying to them, no, you're fine how you are. Don't worry. You know, love your body as it is. Embrace it. Don't say that to you. That's terrible, terrible advice. You're literally shortening years of their life by telling them that. Don't tell people that. Don't just, you know, you're fine the way you are. Just say, just say, well, look, you know, if, that, if that's how you feel you want to be, then you need to do something about it and be healthier and there's nothing wrong with that why would people think it's negative to tell someone to be healthier it's not so just say yeah look you know if you want to there's no reason that you can't reach whatever that is you know if they're saying oh this person looks like that you can just say to them, look there's no reason you can't reach that if you're going if you put in some work and you improve your nutrition you exercise a couple times a week you can reach that no problem so aim for it so encourage them to aim for that rather than just saying nope you find the way you are stay as you are so that would overall be my my thing and also i would say don't just go abusing and being horrible to people that fact because that's absolutely not what i've said so don't take that the wrong way encourage them to want to improve themselves and just the fact that being fat is not a good thing not a positive thing but you know obviously don't abuse people and be horrible because i would never encourage that so don't do that be nice and last thing i'd say is don't use horoscopes uh, as an excuse for anything okay you're not this way because you're a gemini you're this way because you're you know a lazy person an annoying person whatever you sort it out and change it that's uh, been enough for me i need to go get a drink now and uh, uh hopefully i'll see you again next week where we'll who knows what we'll talk about talk about some more interesting stuff and i uh, hope in the meantime you have a great week Thanks so much for listening to the episode, guys. Remember, everything we spoke about is linked below in the description. Be sure to have a look at the NFT website. Be sure to have a look at Unlimited Education. And give us a rating. Subscribe. This will help us to reach a wider audience. And any questions that you have that you want us to discuss in our next show, just comment them in. And we'll look forward to seeing you on our next show.